Matt Stepp, it's the question that everyone in America is asking. What is the status of the big dumb hat? The big dumb, dumb hat is pressed. It is wrinkle free and it is ready to go. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your seven on seven giant air quotes, experts and giant air quotes. <laughs> And Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm your high school football homie, Matt Stepp. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And by the way, based on everybody tweeting out photos of their magazines and stuff like that, I am comfortable telling you uh, there are a lot more of, of you right now than there have been uh, the people who can listen to this podcast because uh, – <laughs> Uh, people, people are subscribing, man. That's funny. You you cut my salary in half last year, so I, I don't know what, what. What do you mean we have more subscribers? You told me that we were, you know, you you, you cut my salary. Well, you know, uh, that's what you get for moving to Canada. Uh, this is your. I figured that the Canadian dollar went a long longer way. Oh, you, you, you factored the exchange rate in. That's what it was. Okay, all right. I have no idea. What is the exchange rate? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, I so uh, one U.S. one Canadian dollar is I believe eighty one cents cents U.S. right now. Okay, it, it so was like it was like seventy two cents at one point. So it's the Canadian dollars improved a little bit, but the U.S. Okay. dollar is still better. It's the powerful. Okay, that's good to know. It's good to know. America on top. Um, all right, here we are. It's June. It's mid June. And I got to tell you, Step, this feels like a lot more fun than last year's mid-June Teppin Step. Yeah, um, things are things are doing a lot better. Boy, if we could go back and I should do that for fun. Go back and listen to our mid-June Teppin Step from last year and just Boy. hear that. Yeah, because you know, think that was when things had just opened up, strength and conditioning happened, and then that's when when things started to kind of go bad, and we were really worried there wasn't going to be a season. I, I bet there was a lot of melancholy and 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 t- tinges of despair in our voice for sure. So I, uh, yeah, I would I'll take bet. this. I, I like this better. This is this is better than last year. I would bet that if you go back and listen to that, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hanghead going on there's a lot of uh a lot of oh no's a lot of uh a lot a lot of hands on hips you know what i mean what are all the the, the ways that the, the body language yeah. i would say of our podcast yeah. was, was, was surrender cobra great. maybe it was yeah. a little surrender cobra well i think right. it, what it was is when i looked at our doomsday plan when if like cool. what was the looking at the p- p- possibilities for that and going being like i gotta do this instead of go to football football games in the fall this sucks yeah yeah, most certainly. Uh, but we made it through it, and here we are in June 2021, and we got a state seven-on-seven tournament to preview. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. We did not have this last year. It's the first state tournament since 2019, so we're about two years from the last one, and uh, I'm excited. And- I mean, this is the first real – to me – I, I Last football season was great. I loved it. I was so happy we had it. But, you know, I don't care what anyone says. It wasn't normal. This feels like it's the first event 
football, high school football related for me, other than the SQTs that I went to, but the SQTs are a lot. So this is the first big event that I'm going to where I, I, I feel like it's going to feel pretty normal. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And I, it feels this feels like the first real like point on the Texas high school football calendar that is going to be relatively unaffected. Yeah. Uh, that like, you know, even you go back to state championships and like, yeah, the state championships happened, but like, A, they were broken up into, in, in, you know, in, in, uh, into two. But also, um, you know, w- there wasn't a realignment. So there wasn't like an opportunity for us to get together in, you know, Birdville or wherever we go for, for realignment. Um, this is the first time, first real thing on the, on the Texas high school football calendar that's going to feel like, okay, the calendar's back because we got mm-hmm. this. And, and by the way, this is like this is like the 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 up 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 up. This is the roller coaster of like you're going up 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 because it's just you're continuing this on a coaching school. And then by then it is summer workouts. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? Yeah. When, when we get back from coaching school, it's like you know two weeks and 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 summer workouts start. Right. So I mean this we're, we're we're starting to get into it now. So yeah. um, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm fired up. Um, you know it's. You know, it's seven on seven. It's not real football. We, we've said that many times, but it's still a lot of fun. We can get, we're going to get some great content and we're going to get to do fun football stuff for three days. Yeah. So that's, I'm excited. That's what I'm excited about. I'm ex- yeah. like, I don't know. Like I'll be, a, I'll be a big dork here for a moment, but I'm like, I'm excited to hang out with the staff. Like I'm excited to just like go be together at a football thing and just like have fun. Cause like the, 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 the low parts of our job are like really boring and like, uh, putting together the magazine and doing this and that and the other. And it's just like, it can be very tedious monotonous, and stuff. Yeah, monotonous, monotonous, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the high parts of the job are like when we all get together, like at a big event and like enjoy being around one another. Like one of the things that I, the, the reason that I like our staff is like, oh, we all get together. We have fun. You know what I mean? And yes. we haven't been able to do that. And now we, we get to. And so yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, okay. So, there is a lot to get to previewing the state seven on seven tournament going down uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you didn't know, it's uh, it's June twenty fourth through twenty sixth at uh, Veterans Veterans Memorial Park or Veterans. I think it it's Veterans Memorial Park. I, I just call it Veterans Park. So City of yeah. College Station. Uh, you know, if you want, if you're upset with us, please send that invoice to shahan.jaraja at texasfootball.com. Yes, and so we have a lot to get to. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. Uh, but we have a lot to get to, but we will start as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. And I did some research. Uh-oh. I got a you good just, one. You got time. Now that the magazine is put to bed, you have time to do research and really throw difficult questions on me. Yeah. All right. So awesome. obviously, obviously, look, nobody qualified for the state tournament in 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm, we can, mm-hmm. we can start with that. Matt Stepp, what there are, Two, two Texas high school football programs that have qualified for 20 state seven-on-seven tournaments that will not be at the 2021 tournament. Ooh, okay. Who are those two? I'm going to say... Southlake Carroll, even though technically they did qualify this year, but they're not going to be there. 
I'll stop you there and say they are not. They've made it. They've made it eighteen asterisk times. It's actually okay. nineteen. They qualified. They're not going to be there though. So uh, they are uh, not. Them. This would have been their nineteenth trip. Um, is Abilene one of them? Abilene is one of them. Abilene has made twenty trips to state, but they okay. will not be here in twenty twenty one. I knew they had been there a lot. I knew Abilene was one. Um. Boy, the other one is tougher to think of. I know Abilene had been there a lot. Um, can you give me a part of the state? Can, can, I, can, I, get, can yeah. I get that hint? Houston. Oh, was it Katie? Katie. Yeah, Katie, Katie, Katie. I don't, I, I should, not like I, I don't think Gary Joseph texts, but I should have called Gary Joseph and be like, why didn't you guys play SQTs this year? Y'all always play. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I found that there were so the there are I believe there are six five teams that have made it at least seventeen times that won't be there. Uh, those two, Katie and Abilene, South Lake Carroll, they're a different situation. If you didn't know, they qualified. They have decided not to play the tur- state tournament. Well, it's it's injuries and and just what Kid, guys yeah, get injuries and injuries. They had a couple of kids that are going to be out with camps and then a few that were going to be have yeah. va- vacation scheduled. So, and, and, you know, I just don't think they wanted to, you know, coach Dodge yeah. wanted to, to take the trip down to college station with the, basically a JV team. And right. And just, you know, I get it. I understand. I mean, and, and you know, Azel, Azel is ready. Azel is a very good team. They've, mm-hmm. they made the semi- semifinals, I think in three tournaments this year. So they're a more than capable team. They'll, they'll do a good job in college station. So the other two, uh, Lufkin, Lufkin has made it 17 times and they will not be going to, uh, to state. And the other one is, uh, Tyler legacy, formerly Tyler Lee. They have made it 17 times, but not, in fact, they've missed the last one. That's right. They have missed the last two, I believe. Since 2015 is the last time they yeah. made it. It's been a few years since we've seen the Red Raiders in College Station. Yes. So. so there you go. There's your Texas High School football fun fact of the week. If you're interested, uh, do you? I don't know if you know this. Let's see. Do you know the all-time leader in uh, in appearances? Uh, Arlington Lamar. Yes. It's Arlington yes. Lamar who has made it, uh, I believe, I have to do some quick math here, Twenty. this is their 23rd trip to state. Yeah, uh, they they, they know what they're think, doing. Yes, and I think Brownwood and Cy Fair have gone, I believe, twenty one years in a row now. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, so there you go. There's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew, let's get into it. Let's start with the uh, the the state's tournament. And and okay, I want to start with this because I think this is a funny story. So if you don't know how state how seven on seven works in the state, that's okay. Every every podcast is somebody's first. Uh, there are state qualifying tournaments throughout the course of the early part of the call it late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, April, April, late April, and most of and all of May, and then into into June, where you can qualify for a trip to College Station to play in the state tournament. Um, and then once you get there, you are you have your uh, there's a, a state seven on seven board. Seven on seven is not a UIL activity is not a UIL mm-hmm. sanctioned event. Uh, but and coaches, Texas high school ball coaches cannot coach their teams. So if so, uh, so like for example, uh, when you go out there and you see uh, Hebron out there this week this year, it's not going to be Brian Brazel coaching Hebron. Uh, it's going to be some other guy, you know, uh, it, it, uh, and <laughs> somebody, you know, usually some, some other person. It it could be sometimes it's an alum, sometimes it's a uh, it's a a parent. 
Sometimes mm -hmm. I believe didn't our friend uh, at, at Dave Campbell's Tech Live, Burt Brocker, say he was their coach one year at Atascacita? Yes, Burt Brocker think... was the Atascacita coach one year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know you can't do that. Love you, Burt. Love coaches... you, Burt. But I, I don't... yeah, I love you, Burt. But I don't think Burt was coaching them up or anything. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Burt. Just don't think he was out there. You don't think Burt was drawing up plays or anything, do you? For Davion Boyd, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's yeah, necessarily yeah. the case. Uh, but, but, um, but the state seven-on-seven -seven organization is run by current and I guess now former Texas high school football coaches. Uh, the executive director is Doug Stevens, longtime Rowlett coach who just retired. Um, and then the board is just a bunch of Texas high school ball coaches. Like they, they operate basically the, they serve as event organizers more or less, uh, but not coaches. Pretty much. Yeah. They, they um, organize the logistics and they get the referees scheduled and the, they set up the qualifying tournaments and they kind of manage the, manage the actual manage, manage the tournament itself. And so uh, the way that the state tournament works is that they, um, is that they will the the teams that qualify for state they are then drawn into uh, pools of four teams. Think of it like if you're mm -hmm. watching the Euro tournament right now or you watch the World Cup, you get a pool of four teams. You play round robin. You play those three teams, and then depending on which division, there's three divisions of the state tournament. Division one's the biggest schools. Division two is four A, three A, and big privates. Is that right? Big private schools. Four A, three A, D one, and big privates. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the rest of the smaller schools in that are uh, in Division Three. Uh, the 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 bracket breaks down based on who qualifies and from each pool, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things you will always hear is about uh, pool stacking, or, uh, or 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 making intentionally making some pools tougher than others or easier than others and stuff like that. Uh, Matt, Sepp, why don't you tell me uh, what Brandon Houston? Uh, who is uh, one of, who now the coach at Taylor, uh, who who helps to put together the pools? Uh, why don't you tell me uh, tell me about your experience trying to get the pools from him? Because <laughs> I thought well, this was I mean, pretty pretty funny. Coach Houston, you know he's it's it's there's no pool stacking done. I, I, I texted Coach Houston uh, Sunday and he's I'm like hey uh, you know I, you know do you mind sending me the pools when you have them done because I want to get started on my preview and everything and he's like. Man, it's Father's Day. I haven't done them yet. <laughs> he's like, I'm hanging out with my family, and like I'm like, all right. He goes, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna do it tonight. He was, and, and the way he does it is, is he takes each, he breaks them up by geography as much as he can, and then he just uses a random computer, you know, numbering, you know, just randomly puts them in, and it's just a randomizer. You know, he put he groups them in different buckets. You know, the DFW teams are in one bucket, the Houston teams. Or another, and he, it's just it's very random. And you look at the draw and all the divisions; it's 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 very much split up by geography. I think in Division One, you've got you'll have like a couple of Dallas teams in a pool, or a couple of Houston teams in a pool, just because there's so many. But you know, it's pretty it's pretty randomly uh, done. I mean, I think you know, I think we could we should have next year we should have Roscoe the Pick and Chicken pick the pools. Yeah, that would be great. But it, yeah. if, if if it is a conspiracy, it's like the worst, laziest conspiracy of all time because he's <laughs> pretty like, much. Sunday, it's like, uh, I guess I should start on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, we have the pools up on TexasFootball.com. We, of course, have the official website of State 7 on 7. You can watch 7 on 7 live on Texan Live, TexanLive.com, both free. Thanks to our friends in the Army National Guard. Texas Army thank National you. Guard. Yes, thank you, Texas Army National Guard. Uh, so I've got a lot 
to get to for each of these. And at the back half of the show, I want to talk a little bit about what to watch for, about attending the event and giving people advice for that. But I think the best way to go through this step, and we haven't we haven't produced this, so we'll produce this on the air. Um, I, I think we'll go division by division. And what I want to pick for each division, each of us are going to pick a pool of doom. Each of us are going to pick a hipster pool. And each oh. of us are going to yeah oh yeah it's back, and each of us are going to pick uh, uh yeah one or two favorites teams that you you've got your eye on to uh to uh, to keep an eye on the, in in the in the pool so or rather in the, in the tournament so we'll start with the big boys we'll start with division one the pools are up on texasfootball.com you can find them there and follow along and so Matt Step when you take a look at the pools first of all I think they did. I think they did a pretty pretty darn good job of putting these together. There's only so the uh, the I should say that Division One has the largest number of teams. They have the 64 mm-hmm. team bracket, so they have 16 four team pools. There are only about two or three pools that I'm like, uh, I'll wait until I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any real interest in seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job overall of making each pool have at least one two really interesting games that we're going to get to see. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm really excited. There's, there's a lot of fun. That's, this is the fun part about seven on seven to me. It's state tournament is you get a lot of these fun matchups that you would only really see late in the playoffs in most cases. Yeah. So I, I like these kind of cross regional games and, and things like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So division one, Matt step, your pool of doom. What's your pool of doom? <sighs> this was tough. But I'm going to go pool O. Okay. Um, you've got the defending champs, A&M Consolidated. And, I mean, in the year before, 20, technically defending champs because we didn't have a tournament last year. But, I mean, technically, the last state 7-on-7 tournament that was played, Consolidated won it. And the year before, in 2018, Consolidated lost in the championship game to College Station. So, I mean, Consolidated, the last two years in the state tournaments, 15-1. and one. So outstanding team there. Um, Denton Geyer, who I think is one of the best teams out of the DFW area. I think they've really, they've had a full off season to really work in Rodney Webb's uh, more up-tempo offense. So I say Denton Geyer is a, is a stout team. Klein Kane, you know, recent TCU commit Matthew Golden out there at wide receiver. They've been really, really, really good in, in the Houston qualifiers. And then, you know, a, kind of a sleeper, Midland Christian, who yeah. I think is, is a really good private school seven on seven team. It's, you know, done really well um, in, in, in the one qualifying tournament they played, and they've been really good in league play. So this is a really good four-deep pool that you have in pool O. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up Midland Christian. That's a team because there are private school teams can play and qualify, and mm-hmm. this is a private school powerhouse, and they've got a quarterback. Uh, I believe it's River Rodriguez, and he's he's a stud. And I know that you know maybe if folks are too focused on the UIL teams, this team could surprise you. I think this team has a chance to be really good. And I think Pulo is an excellent choice just to be different because I do think there's a couple of others that has uh, have a couple of opportunities to be the Pool of Doom. With, with respect to Pool D, which is the Atascacita, Azel, Westbrook, and Hebron mm-hmm. Pool, which is ridiculous. That was my, that was my second choice. So uh, that's not my second choice, because I'll tell you what my second choice is. I think Pool I has a chance to steal the show. Okay? Yeah. Pool I, DeSoto, Harker Heights, Harlingen, and Bridgeland. 
that is loaded. And what I like about yes. that, first of all, I love the geographic disparity here, right? You got DFW, mm-hmm. Houston, Central Texas, and the Valley. Uh, I think you've got a team in Harlan, Jim, that has a claim for being one of the best teams um, in the, you know, you've got a, for being one of the best teams in the Valley this year. And they feel really, really good about some of the playmakers uh, that they're, that they're going to bring back. Paul Price, uh, you know, is probably going to play both ways for them. I'm excited to see them. DeSoto, I think, no, no introduction. The playmakers yeah. that they're going to have. Connor Wigman. <laughs> I mean, the local say? tie-in. He's an A&M commit. Local tie-in there. Yeah. Uh, Connor Wigman, the the A and M commit, uh, the quarterback for Bridgeland, he'll be great. Harker Heights, of course, was I think a a surprise to some people last year, and I think has a chance to be really really good uh, this year. They have a ton of ter- and and correct me if I'm wrong, but they have they've gone up and played in DFW tournaments. They qualified um, at a DFW tournament, yeah. yeah. Um, so very good. They, they're a very yeah. good team. They're 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 impressive on the hoof. <laughs> I think that this is a pool that has a chance to to really steal the show and have have you know legit you know all, every game be a banger. I really think mm-hmm. that that you know fantastic games all the way around. So I am very excited uh, about about Pool I. That's my pool. That's my pick for Pool of Doom. All right, I want a hipster pool from you. What's the, what's your hipster pool? The pool that maybe doesn't have the uh, the the name brands. That people are associating with with it, but uh, but are, it has a chance to be really really exciting. That's a good one. I'm gonna go, and this this pool does have a name brand in it in in Shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, pool F. I yeah. think Pool F is really intriguing because you've got Shadow Creek and Cedar Park. You know, Cedar Park's obviously going through a little bit of a transition right now um, with their coach leaving. Um, but there's still a name, a name program. I think Little Elm is a real sleeper in this tournament. Um, the veteran experience they have coming back, Terrence Brooks transferring over from uh, his, his dad got hired on staff at Little Elm, so he's a big time recruit. Getting trans- transferring into Little Elm makes them better. And they've got a four year starter at quarterback, and then Mercedes. They're always a really tough team out of the Rio Grande Valley. They're always at the state tournament. They know how to play the seven on seven game. And I, and I think they're a team that, that will be – they won't be a pushover by any means. So to me, Pool F, if you're looking for a hipster pool with, with kind of some interesting storylines, that's where I would look at. I'm going to go with Pool C. Okay, Pool C is Spring, Georgetown, Frisco, Wakeland, and El Paso Eastwood. Um I love what I love what Eastwood brings, and Eastwood's another team that's not afraid to play anybody. Uh, they're, I mean, and this is a good year for El Paso this year, by the way. What do we have? Uh, four teams, is that right? Four team, four teams out of District One Six A. That's awesome, and, and Eastwood has a chance to be really, really talented. We know, uh, you know, we know, you know, we talked with Julio Lopez before their coach about how no, we want to go and play these big boys. They're not going to, they're going to bow up to anybody. Spring. Uh, I, I think I've, I've told you has one of my very favorite players in the state. Uh, I think that he's, I think that, I think they're going to be fantastic. This year probably, is it Bishop Davenport? The quarterback? Bishop Davenport. Yes, I love that guy. Very good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think Bishop Davenport is, is a star and I'm excited to see him. Uh, and then you add in, you know, Wakeland, Wakeland's a team that I think Wakeland is a team that I think actually they are, they are built in a way that seven on seven, something they should, they, they should be good at. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they should they should benefit. Uh, they've got some playmakers like Davion Woolen in, in in the secondary that are going to make their defense really spectacular. And then and then Georgetown. You know Georgetown is very consistent and another team that I think has a chance to be excellent as well. So I like Pool C a lot as my hipster hipster pool. I think it's got a chance to to really be exciting uh, all the way through, especially depending, especially you know you're going to have an opportunity to see teams like 
uh, you know, a, 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 a big time quarterback like 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 De- Bishop Davenport go up against a team from El Paso that, you know, that when else do you get to see that? That's exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. So now I'm going to ask you for a pick. Who are you thinking? Give me one or two teams that you think have a chance to win this whole darn thing. Well, I'm really going out on a limb here, but I'm going to mm. go um, with Lake Travis. Mm. Um, Lake Travis is probably my number one favorite, and I would say if I had to pick a, a second, it'd be College Station High. Yeah, College Station always uh, College Station and AM Consolidated both always do very very well. I I obviously echo those teams. I'm going to add in Prosper. I think Prosper's okay. got a chance to make some make make some noise, and let's go. Oh, I want to do that. I want to give you one more. I mean, Westlake's just sitting there. <laughs> I mean, they got Kate Klubnick. They got Kate Klubnick. They're going to have a chance. I mean, they're going to be. They're going to. I, I, I don't know if Jaden Greathouse is playing seven on seven, but if he is, I mean, he's going to be one of the best players out there. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're the favorite out of Pool P. Uh, yeah, those are the teams that I, that I, I look at. But overall, I'm very excited about Division One. Sometimes there there are years in which like you're like, oh, okay, I'm I'm going to focus more on Division Two and Division Three side and stuff like that. This year, it's got a little bit of everything for every for, mm-hmm. for everybody. And you know, it being a year off, I think it's going to make it fun as well. So there you go. There is Division One. Let's move on to Division Two. Uh, and Division Two, uh, remember, this is Four uh, A, Three A Division One. And small and private schools. Small private schools. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a smaller tournament. There's 32 teams. And so it's you've got a, a grand total of eight four-team pools. And so I – I well, one, one it, thing to note, I want to note uh, – um, just one thing to note. In Division One, the there's two on – the on, in bracket play on Saturday, there's two separate brackets. That, so, so in Division One, finishing in the top two of your pool is vital because that moves you into the championship bracket. Yes, if you finish you. in the bottom two, you go to the 32-team consolation bracket. The difference in Division Two and Division Three is the first day is not as vital because everybody goes to the championship bracket on the first second day. It's a 32-team bracket, but obviously you're, you're playing for seeding on day one. So if you finish at, as the number one seed in your pool, you're setting yourself up with a matchup against a four seed in the first round on day two. Right. And that's the same Correct. thing in Division Three as well. Right. Okay. I think there's an obvious pool of doom here, but yeah. I, you and I have not talked about this. Let's let's see if, if if we have the same. What's your pool of doom, Matt? It's Pool B. It's, oh, really? It's, oh, yeah, it's Pool B. To me, okay. you've got you've got Carthage, who that needs no introduction. You have an El Campo team that has not lost a seven on seven game all summer, and probably has the number one recruit in the Division two bracket in Ruben Owens, who mm-hmm. just de- decommitted from Texas. And you've got a Melissa team loaded with talent that has always one of the best seven on seven teams in the state of Texas. To me, that's that's three teams who I would say if you were to rank the thirty two teams in the bracket are probably top seven or eight in the entire tournament. See, that's that's interesting because I I'll look at another pool. I look at pool E. Okay. Yeah. Austin LBJ, Chapel Hill, Jim Ned, and Quero. That is loaded to me. Yes, I think it's a really good pool. Especially Chapel Hill, I think it's going to be a lot better than maybe people may realize because I think that they were super young last year and they've really grown up. Austin LBJ has always got dudes, and they're going to have some dudes out there. Jim Ned's the stinking defending 3A Division One state champs, and Xavier Wishart's going to be out there, and they're going to have playmakers. And oh, by the way, there's Quero. 
in Cuero, never worry about having dudes out there. Mm-hmm. I look at maybe from a name brand perspective, I look at Pool E as being absolutely loaded. Now, look, El Campo, Melissa, Carthage, Whitney, pretty darn good. I think that's pretty good. But I think I think between those two, at least, those are the two clear best pools out there. So let's remove E and B. We'll remove E and B. You've got six more pools to get through. What is the one that you are going to claim as your hipster pool? And I hope you don't take the one I want. I'm going to go pool A. I really like pool A. You've got China Spring, who I think is among the tournament favorites. You have Dumas, who's been really good this summer. They made a great run two years ago at the state tournament, got all the way to the quarterfinals in their first trip. They're back. They're going to bring a big crowd. Um, I think Dumas has got a great shot. Texarkana Pleasant Grove needs no introduction. The, the the pedigree they have on Friday nights is, is unmatched, and they're really talented. And their, their young quarterback is really coming along and playing well. And Hitchcock, Hitchcock's got a, a quarterback that can really spin it. And they've been you look you look at the scores that Hitchcock's had in their qualifying tournaments. They've really been dominant. So um, I think Pool A is is a, is a very underrated pool and one that I'll be keeping my eye on for sure on Thursday morning. I had an excellent pick. I'm going to go for my hipster pickup or hipster pool. I'm going to go with pool H. Um, Wimberly has been a wrecking crew, a wrecking machine. I believe, in they're, undefeated. I believe they're undefeated this summer as well. <sighs> yeah, they've been like, just mowing people down. They've looked excellent. Silsby is another team that I think is, is, is really interesting. And then you've got Graham and few, few programs are, I mean, plain and simple. There are programs that are just really good at seven on seven and Graham's one of them. Like Graham every year, very solid. And you've got maybe like the hipstery of hipsters there in that, you know, rounding it out in Lafaria. Uh, probably, uh, I want to make sure, yeah, I mean, they're probably the best like small school Valley team out there. Yes. And they've got a, they've got a quarterback in Aaron Trevino that they're bringing along. I think this team's got a chance to make some noise and really kind of upset the apple cart there in Pool H. I think Pool H is really intriguing. And and again, I also like, I mean, there's a lot to like. I like the regional balance to it. I think it's a, I think it's a fun pool that if you want to if you want to camp out and just watch Pool H, I think you're going to get some good football. Absolutely. It's a, it's a in the entire division 2 bracket. I mean, you look we we didn't talk about you know, Argyle and Paris and Pool F yeah. and Pool G. You got Salina and, and looming in Pool C. I mean, this is a, you know, Breckenridge and Pool D hasn't lost a game all summer as well. I mean, this is a really balanced uh, grouping of teams in each pool. And I think the Division Two bracket, for, for my money, is the one that, that I'm most excited to see this weekend. All right. Give me one or two teams that you want to give the Matt Step kiss of death to and say that they, right. they can win the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, El Campo and Wimberley are my two. Two teams that have not lost a game all summer, respectively. Um, Talented teams and both two teams that are really good when the pads come on in the fall on Friday night. So, you know, you can't say these two teams run seven-on-seven offenses. This is what they do, and they're really good in seven-on-seven, and they're really good in real football as well. All right. I'm going to go with – boy, those are are two very good ones, obviously. I'm going to go with – China Spring, I think China mm. Spring got a chance to make a deep run, and and I think that the the, the the playmakers they've got offensively are going to be interesting. And you know what? Let me just go out on a limb. I think Chapel Hill's got something. I think Chapel Hill's got something, and I think they've got a chance to make a deep deep run. And if whenever we get Chapel Hill LBJ, that's going to be fun times. 
I believe that's the opener. The one thing that I got a little inside info on Chapel Hill. Um, I know their their quarterback and a couple of their receivers will not be at the first oh, never couple. Mind. Of, but they'll be back for the last game on Thursday, and then they'll be they'll be back on Friday. So if you see Chapel Hill get off to a slow start on Thursday, and then pick it up on Friday, just keep that in mind. They'll be at full strength um, for the for the last game on Thursday and the, and the all all day Friday. So this is a Chapel Hill team. That maybe they don't do well in the first game against LBJ, but maybe they, they get it rolling after that and, and, and start to move move forward. Because remember, well, they, they, they could technically go 0-3 on the first day and win the entire tournament yeah. on day two. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. All right, let's round it out. Well, not round it out. We'll talk Division Three. Talking Division Three. talking the small schools, uh, 3A Division Two and below. Um, every once in a while, I know we've had a couple of, I think we've had a couple six-man teams that have qualified. But um, none this year. No six-man teams. Not this uh, year, no. No. But a fun group of teams in Division Three uh, to get through. Uh, I am going to ask you – I'm not even going to preface it by saying I think that there's an obvious one because I don't think so. I think there's, there's a couple of – there's some good balance to these pools, I think, that make them a lot of fun. What is your pick for the Pool of Doom? This was tough. Th- Division Three was a lot tougher. Um, but I would have to say – I'm going to go Pool C. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Lexington, you know, they have the local tie-in. They're one of the – they have the, one of the best players in the tournament in Jared Kerr, and they've been really good this summer in 7-on-7. Seven seven. This is what they do. Um, they run – this is – this. they're really good at the 7-on-7 seven seven game. So I, I love Lexington. I think Wascom is a real sleeper. Um, they run the flex bone, but they, they run their real offense, so it'll be fun to see them run the flex bone version huh. of the flex bone in 7-on-7. Seven seven. They're going to – they're probably going to do play fakes and those kind of yes. things. Um, so, and they've got, a, they've got a lot of talent. The Wildcats are really talented this year and they're going to be fun to watch. Alpine is one of our darlings. We love, we love Alpine. They mm-hmm. always perform. They always, they don't, they don't necessarily get, walk off the bus and look like the best team out there, but they're scrappy. They fight hard. They're fun to watch. And so they're always a tough team in seven on seven and always perform really well in college, you know, in college station. You see Alpine and they're, they're probably not going to win the entire tournament, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them end up, you know, in the round of 16, uh, playing very well, and then Toller is a, is a kind of a, a newcomer to the state tournament, but they're they're a solid team as well. So um, I like Pool C as as my pool of death, but I, I don't think in the Division yeah. Three bracket there's a real pool of death. I think there's just there's just a lot of balance. I think that's true. That's why, like for example, I I would look at Pool E. I think Pool E has a has an argument for there with Hawley, Garrison, Rogers, and Falls City. Um, that was and, my second choice. So that was yeah. my number two choice. I think Garrison is one of the real, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I think Garrison's a real sleeper in the entire tournament. Keep an eye on the Bulldogs. I think they've got a chance to be really good. They've got this. Uh, they've got this sophomore quarterback they're crazy about. This this Braden Davidson that that apparently has been lighting the world on fire and could be a, a big star. Holly is 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 I think very dangerous. Of course, they've got a junior quarterback themselves that I think is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, uh, Rogers. Uh, is going to be very, I think, is, is always dangerous in this 7-on-7. They run seven a slot team, yeah, a slot run team a... but they run their offense. Well, and then what are we going to see from Fall City? Fall City is interesting. Do they run uh, a 7-on-7 seven seven offense, or are they going to try to go out there and run a little flex bone? Good question, because the last time we seen Fall City, uh, they were under a different head coach. So yes. they're a real mystery. But, but I mean, they've, they've traditionally been very good at 7-on-7. Seven seven, so yeah. uh, don't count the Beavers out by any means. I think that'll be fun to watch. So uh, that is our picks for the pool of death. Uh, what are you going to give us as far as a hipster pool is concerned? Give me pool A. 
I think with Childress and Dangerfield, that that's a lot of fun. Um, I think Childress is one of the tournament favorites as well, and Dangerfield is always, I mean, always talented. I remember a couple of years ago, me and you went over to watch Dangerfield in Albany playing. Dangerfield just looked like a unstoppable wrecking crew um, a couple of years ago. So you always got to keep an eye on the Tigers. Palmer is a seven on seven power and they, they've been solid in real football, but they, they really play seven on seven. Well, and, and I think Flatonia is, a, is kind of a sneaky good team as well. So they, they had a great showing two years ago at the state tournament. Uh, they're back. So this is a pool that might not get talked about as much, but I think it's a, it's a really solid group of teams in, in pool. A. I like that. I'm going to go to the other end because I'm going to go to pool H and I think, okay. I think I think this is fun for a, a few different reasons. One, you have Gunner, okay, and if you're looking for like the prospect, you get to see Hut Graham out there. He just mm-hmm. committed to Texas Tech. Uh, he'll be playing quarterback as well as playing at the safety spot. Um, I think I think El Dorado. I, I've mentioned this on the when we did our sleepers podcast. I love what El Dorado brings back, and I think this is yes. a team. I think it's I think it's Corbin Covarubias is their quarterback. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a stud and El, El Dorado is a very darling of mine going into the fall. And so I'm very interested to see them there. I think Mildred is, is a, t- another team that traditionally does well in seven on seven. Um, they're going to have some playmakers out there. They're going to go both ways that I think are going to, are going to beat turns some heads. And there's Albany. I mean, you're talking about an Albany squad that is consistent in the fall and comes into the tournament. I think ready to go out there with the talent that they've got to, to go out there and mix it up. I think it's a wide open. I think, I think Gunner's the favorite, but I think that's a wide open uh, pool. That is probably my hipster pool for, uh, for, for, for here. I think that's the one that I've got my eye on. All right. Give me two teams that you are, you think could win the whole darn thing. I'm going to go to pool D. I think crane with Jackson Willis is a team that, that you really need to keep an eye on. They, they lost in the championship game uh, two years ago to Poth. Um, and Jackson Willis was just a sophomore. Um, I don't think Crane has the, the weapon we are, re- weaponry around Jackson Willis. They had a couple of years ago, but they're still um, a very, very dangerous team. And this is a little bit of a – I like Franklin a lot. I mean, hey. Franklin is loaded with skill talent, and they this is the first time they've ever done seven-on-seven, seven and they've taken to the game really well. And the local teams tend to fare well in this tournament. So, uh, you know, Hearn had a big run a couple of years mm-hmm. ago in the – three brackets so um, i think franklin is really going to be a a tough tough out uh once we get to friday's bracket play to that end i'm gonna go with hearn as one of my favorites to win it i think that they were really good in 2019 they're comfortable there and and i think they've got a chance to to make a run the other one i'm gonna go with is east bernard um i think east bernard can win the darn thing too and and they are a dangerous (laughs) dangerous team and that defense is going to be really really special yeah, they so in seven on seven you don't talk about defense enough, but when yeah. you look at East Bernard and some of their scores and qualifying, they I mean they, they weren't allowing more than a touchdown a game. I mean they were winning every game 30, 35 to seven. I mean they're just yeah. blowing people away. Absolutely. It's gonna be very interesting to see. So there you go. That's a look at all the uh the divisions there. Of course, you can find the pools at TexasFootball.com. And remember, if you can't make it to College Station, that's fine. You can watch it on on Texan Live, TexanLive.com for free. Thanks to our friends at the Texas Army National Guard. But let's say, Step, that you can make it to College Station. Mm-hmm. That you're gonna to get to go. Give me uh give me a, a visitor's guide to the state seven on seven tournament. Uh, for maybe somebody who hasn't been there. Uh, first things first is wear sunscreen. Yes, wear sunscreen, wear a hat, uh, bring a chair and water. 
um, you know, bring a cooler. You can, you can bring a cooler out there, you know, bring, bring a little cooler with, uh, with water and everything. And, and, and my, if you're not following a particular team, what, what I would do is, is, and this is kind of what I do is I look at the, the pool play each day and I kind of map out the games that I want to see each hour or each, each mm-hmm. block of games, you know, I try to map out at least for the first three or four. And then the, the last couple of rounds, you know, I, I'll, I'll adjust here and there if there's a couple of two and O teams playing that kind of thing. Um, so I try to find, you know, make a schedule and go pick out some games I want to watch. Um, whether that be, you know, if you're a neutral fan and you want to go see a certain team play or you're wanting to watch, you know, if you're an A&M fan and you want to go watch Connor Wiegman play, then you probably go hang out with Bridgeland the whole time. So, you know, try to try to have a little plan, a plan of attack. And then when bracket play comes, you just kind of follow the games as they go because you know, there's no predicting it at that point. Um you know, those, those are the bring a chair. That's the, you know, go to Academy, buy one of those little fold out chairs and, and, mm-hmm. and have, have us have a place to sit. You're, you're going to be close to the action, find a good spot. And, and the biggest thing I think is just, uh, enjoy, enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. You get up, up close and personal with everybody. And, and, uh, and, you know, you see us driving around on golf carts. Don't, don't hesitate to come say hello. And, 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 uh, Tell, tell me how awesome Greg Tepper is. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll accept huh. it and, and, you know, begrudgingly, but I, I understand, you know, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. um, and, you know, if you haven't gotten a hotel room, uh, book one now because you may be having, having to stay in Waco. Um, if you haven't booked one by now, cause they, they, they fill up, they're probably already full now. So, um, just p- make, make a plan and attack this thing. And, you know, we're, like I said, wear sunscreen because, uh, it, it, the weather weather gods have been nice to us the cu- past couple of years, and I think they're going to be nice to us again this year. So, um, but still, nice for us is still 90, 92, 93 degrees. So it's still yeah. hot. I guess we should probably tell you that, like, like go Google Map the Veterans Park in College Station. Uh, it's a beautiful park. It's just big, wide open space. Like, yeah. don't go in there expecting to have all of these like shady spots and stuff like that like it's gonna be it's just a lot of ball fields it's a lot lot, of ball fields a lot of ball fields so as a result um you know plan accordingly and and yeah i would say uh especially if you're a neutral um to go out there and just like kind of you know bop around figure out a couple teams you know you want to make sure you see and you'll have an opportunity to see them because the games are Mm -hmm. going on all day uh it's two 15 minute halves correct yeah, two fifteen minute halves, and then there will be a little bit of time in between games, and then they'll <clears throat> get them going again. And so it's pretty much constant football going on the whole time, and it'll be a lot of fun. And so if you've never been, uh, I highly recommend it. If you're in the area, if you're in the college station, mm-hmm. just come on out. Uh, it'll be the small schools on Thursday, and then mm-hmm. everybody gets everybody will play on Friday, uh, and then uh, and then on Saturday is just the big boys, just Division One, play, uh, wrapping it up on Friday or Saturday. So. Uh, yeah, come on out to College Station. If you can't, TexanLive.com. We'll have we'll have uh, you get to watch some seven on seven from the comfort of your home own home uh, for free. Thanks to our friends at the Texas Army National Guard. So there you go. Absolutely, and send email us places. To, we're, we're looking. For, we'll, we'll take dinner recommendations on Wednesday night. So if you know of a good place to eat in Bryan College Station, let yes. us know. Yes, most certainly. Most certainly. That's, uh, we, have, that's we have a place that we, we went to last time that was pretty good, but we're, we're always open to new suggestions. So Yes, most certainly. Most yes. certainly. It's going to be fun. Eighth and, second in Maine is where we went last time, that place with the good uh, fries. Yeah, I think that's right. That was really good. We yeah, may end up going there again. It was in downtown Bryan, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very good. There you go. That's that's going to do it. There's your state seven on seven preview, uh, and we will be back. I guess the next time we do it, we maybe the next show may be live from coaching school. And by live, I mean taped. Yeah, I think I think that's the next because I mean 
after seven on seven, there's kind of a, you know, the 4th of July holiday and mm-hmm. all that stuff going on. So yeah, I think probably the next, you know, coaching school lines up almost basically a l- little bit less than a month, month away. So I think that lines up perfectly. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah. So there you go. That's going to do it. That's the, uh, that's the state seven on seven preview for 2021. It's good to be back talking about it. It's going to be fun. It's uh, great. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks for being at Dave Campbell's Texas football insider and Steph, Thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Tep and Stuff.